Thank the Lord. Um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. I've got one verse I want to share with you tonight. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. If everybody would stand up. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. You can have a seat. <laughs> Amen. You can have a seat. Just need a stretch. Amen. That's it. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Lord, thank you for letting me preach tonight. Thank you for the service. Lord, thank you, God, for uh, Lord, your presence tonight. Lord, I need your help. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd be lifted up. I pray that it wouldn't be about me tonight. Lord, I pray that it wouldn't be about a, somebody in here tonight. Lord, that it'd just be about you. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you'd be lifted up and glorified. And, Lord, that we'd hear what's being said tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I, I have a thought I want to share with you tonight, and it's got to do with prayer. How's your prayer life? How's your prayer life tonight? Is it effective? When's the last time you really prayed? been teaching in Sunday school on being fresh. I've been teaching the teens and I've been teaching, God's been teaching me. I want to be fresh. I want to be fresh when I come to church. I want to be fresh when I'm serving in a ministry. I want to be fresh Whatever I do, I want to be fresh in prayer. I got a silly illustration, but um, I tried to plant a garden this year. Didn't work out. I uh, planted some raised beds over here. I tilled the ground. I spent $120 at your daddy's store, your, your husband's store, $120 for a tiller, whatever it cost. Tilled the ground, used it, put the seed in, and uh, the only thing that I lacked was the sun, that big old yellow thing up in the sky. I planted under some trees. I, uh, I knew better, but I figured it was worth a shot. But the thing is, I did everything right, except for one thing. And, you know, Cherith, she told me yesterday, she said, did you go out to the backyard? I said, I haven't recently. She said, there's one little flower just sticking up. She said, it's all by itself. Everything else is dead, but you got that one little flower. And uh, it made me think about it. You know, I did some things right. I planted. I tilled the ground. I even went as far as going to Tractor Supply and spending $100 on topsoil. And I mean, I spent a lot of money. I should have just went to KJ's and bought me some tomatoes and some lettuce and 
and just went home and just <laughs> done that. I'm pretty sure I spent about $300 on a garden that ain't got a green bean coming out of it. Oh, my goodness. Cherith, we, I picked. I said, this is embarrassing. She took a picture. She said, so that's so cute. I had about five green beans. We actually put it in our dish that night. I had five green beans. It was better than nothing, though, I guess. But it tasted good. I, uh, it's nothing like enjoying the fruit of your labor, <laughs> even if it's five green beans. <laughs> but the truth is, I did a lot of things right. I planted the garden. I, I, I planted the seeds. I tilled it. And the thing is, I did get some fruit. But how much do we lack? Because we fail to pray. We fail to be fresh in our prayer. It's just become... And I want to tell you this. I don't think a man or a woman, I don't think you can fail in prayer. I don't think so. I get it. Sometimes we're callous sometimes. But I do believe that God even honors that. Um, You're not going to always have a sensational moment when you pray. But I think where we fail is when we fail to pray. And I want to ask you once again, when's the last time that you truly prayed? Now, you can get all the ministries you want tonight. You can be whatever you want. You can do whatever. But if you don't have prayer in your life, what good are you? We need to be fresh. I've been teaching in Sunday school and being fresh with our testimonies. God's helped me with it. I'm pulling Bible out of this. God nudged in my heart and said, you ought to be fresh in prayer. And I'm preaching to myself just as much as I'm preaching to you that we need to be, we need to be fresh in prayer. And I, I don't think that there's a certain guideline when we pray. I... People write books all the time, and I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I, I've read some good books. I believe Andrew Murray was a good writer, a good author. I read a book of his on prayer. Um, I think there's some good men that read, wrote some good books, but I want to tell you something. There's not a guideline to it other than what the Bible tells us. And we can take the Bible, but I'm not telling you if you follow these steps. I'm not saying that you have to follow these steps, but I think these are good reminders uh, of things that we need to add in our prayer life. If you're going to be fresh in your walk with God, you're going to have to have a fresh prayer life. And half the time when we come in here and we don't have no joy, we don't have no victory, we have no glory on us, we have, and, and we have nothing, we have nothing, nothing, nothing. It's because we've neglected the one thing that God has given us the liberty to do, and that's to come to Him Come to the throne room of grace and be able to talk to God and let God talk to you and let God work in your heart and pierce the heart and convict and, and comfort and give joy and give life and, and give, give that quickening spirit. And, and a lot of times we fail. Not in prayer, but fail to pray and fail to neglect some of these truths that I'm about to give to you. And I want to ask you these things. If you're going to have a prayer, fresh prayer life, I want to ask you, or at least tell you, 
you're going to have to have a consistent prayer life. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Pray without ceasing. You know, I can hear a good message on prayer, and it'll, I mean, it will light my heart on fire, but it seems like a week later I can just forget about it. Brother Josh preached on at the beginning of this year on prayer, and I mean, my goodness, God used them messages to speak to my heart. God was already dealing with my heart about praying. He's been dealing with my heart this year about praying. My goodness, how many things do we let kill us in our lives because we neglect to do the one thing? And you say, what were you talking about with that garden illustration? I just want to tell you about my garden. Hey, this is my time. <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. What I was saying is you can do some things right. You may get some tomatoes out of your garden, but you could have had watermelons. You could have had, you could have had some okra. I know y'all call it okra, but it's okra. You could have had some green beans. You could have had this. You could have had that. And, you could have, and you're settling for the tomatoes. The tomatoes all you want. And you don't, re, you don't realize that you could have so much more. You could have a good variety. But we don't get it because we don't stay consistent in our prayer life. You're not seeing things get done because you quit praying every other week. You don't get victory in your life because you pray and then you give it up and you say, God's not going to help me. You may not say that out loud, but what you're doing is when you are choosing not to be consistent in praying, praying then you're saying to God, maybe not with your audible voice, but you're saying to God in your heart that you cannot perform this miracle in my life. You cannot perform this in my life and, 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 and that's why I have chosen to quit praying. That's the truth. I get it, we're lazy sometimes. I'm lazy. I, I told the teenagers the other day, I will do everything sometimes. I'm not glorying in this tonight. Don't, don't think that I'm glorying in this. I, I struggle with this though, and I know you do too. I hate cleaning. I hate folding socks. I always mess up. I always get the wrong socks matched and then I'm mad in the morning because I've got two wrong socks on my feet. I hate doing the laundry. And I know, thank God for my wife. She does all that stuff. But uh, I still try to help out with when I can. But I, 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 I'll do the laundry. I'll wash the dishes. I'll do the plumbing. I'll do everything. I'll mow the yard because it's such a battle to pray. And it comes down to having a faith problem. Let me ask you this. If you knew, if you knew that, uh, if you knew that in one year, if you prayed for five minutes every single day, that at the end of that year you would be rewarded with a million dollars. Would you pray five minutes every day? You would not. You would not take a chance. You'd be praying six minutes. Like, I'm not sure if that was... I'm going to make sure of that. You're, am I right? You would pray five minutes. You'd pray 30 minutes every day. If you, you'd wake up and you'd say, My goodness, 
I'm about to be rewarded with a million dollars at the end of this year. I'm going to pray 30 minutes. I may actually pray 45 minutes. You'd pray. You wouldn't do the laundry. You wouldn't try to clean up. You wouldn't try to mow the yard. You'd go pray every single day. Nobody would have to make you. You'd do it because you knew. That's what I'm saying tonight. We're not consistent. I get it. We're lazy sometimes. But you don't do it because you don't have faith. I don't have faith. God, he said, pray without ceasing. Because he can. And he is willing. And if you'd learn to come to him believing that he is able. I'm just talking about if you want to have a fresh prayer life and you want to have a fresh walk with God. You're going to have to be consistent with some things. Don't quit every other day. You wouldn't do that to your job. I quit. And then come back. Hey, can I have my job back? You wouldn't do that. God doesn't want... Well, you say, why? God wants to talk to you. Isn't that a wonderful thing? God wants to talk. He wants to hear from us. He wants to talk to us. In other words, He wants a relationship with you. Men, ladies, whatever, spouse. Spouse, I dare you to go one day without talking to your husband or wife. Kids, I dare you to talk to your, one of your parents, or not to talk to one of your parents for one day. They say, hey, honey, you come home. They say, hey, honey, how was your day? Don't say nothing. What do you think is going to happen? Hey, did you hear me? <laughs> How was your day? I know this is silly illustrations. My wife, she's small, but she'd fight me. <laughs> Your parents spank you. God wants to have that relationship with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to hear from you. He loves you. I mean, think about how much better your day is. I mean, I, I'm thankful last night, me and my wife, we, we were just talking in the living room, and I just opened up to her. She opened up to me, and, and it was just it was refreshing. And you may not even be married. It doesn't mean you have to be married. But what I'm getting at is that's what God wants. Aren't you glad that God does put people in your life you can just talk to? But if you ain't got nobody, you can talk to Him. And He's the best one to talk to. I thank God for the people He's put in my life I can talk to. And I can just be honest. But be honest with you, I can't be honest about everything. And I can just come to God and say, God, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. But I don't even have to come to God with all my problems all the time. You know you don't have to come to God with all your problems. You know why we burst every six months is because we ain't prayed in six months. And then we come to the, our prayer closet that one time. And I thank God if you go to your prayer closet once and every six months, it's better than never going and praying to God. But you know why every time you pray is so sensational and you got to cry like Brother Josh said, crocodile tears. You've got you've to make this big old scene. It's because you've not prayed consistently. If you had a normal relationship with God, you wouldn't have to bring all your problems every single 
time, your six months worth of baggage and your burdens. And if you do that, thank God that you can do that. And He is more and, and, and He is more than able to forgive us of our sins. If we'll confess it, He'll do it. But you know you can have a good relationship with Him where it's not always you just pouring everything out to Him. He wants to talk to you. Consistent. We ought to be consistent with our daily prayer. We ought to be consistent with our devotions. The Bible says, Psalm 63, verse 1, it says, Early will I seek thee. <laughs> Some of y'all wish it was evening, will I seek thee. The truth is, I'm not better than that. I... Uh, I uh, thank God He's helped me get up earlier in the morning. And I have made a point to read my Bible and pray. And, and I need His wisdom. But there's something about the morning. It's something about when you start your, first, when you start your day, when you start your week. When you, if you learn to give God the first part of your day, you'll find He'll bless everything that comes after. Not that you won't have problems, but He'll bless those, those things that come after. Um, you ever had a day where you just, you just, I mean, you, you've been hit on every side. I mean, you was not expecting it. But you prayed that morning. And God gave you wisdom. We ought to pray in our devotions. Did you know Jesus did His devotions? Did you know that? Satan came and tempted Him. You know, you remember when He tempted Him? And uh, when he was in the wilderness, offered him the kingdoms, even though the kingdoms are Jesus. They belong to him anyways. The devil offered everything that Jesus already had. But you know that Jesus was pulling out in a row chapters out of, I believe, Deuteronomy. I can't prove that. But he made it pretty important few times where it says in the Bible, early will I seek thee. Devotions. Are y'all okay? I know I'm quieter than I, I know I'm, but I, I want to be fresh. Don't you want to be fresh? You're going to have to be consistent. It solved half our problems. Your prayer life, you want to know how to stay fresh in your prayer life, you're going to have to be consistent. But you're going to have to be considerate. Let me ask you a question. What does your prayer consist of? What do you do when you come and pray? I'm not saying you have to keep a certain, uh, keep a certain way that you pray. Do it in a, in a, in a certain order. You've got to do this first, do that, and this and that. But I think, it, I think we miss out. When we pray. And that's what I'm talking about. I gave you that illustration. I could have had the watermelon. I could have had the okra. I could have had the green bean. I could have had all that. But, but I didn't because I was neglecting things in my prayer life. You say, what do you mean when being considerate in your prayer life? Let me ask you a question. Is there a sinner... A lost soul in your life that you've thought about praying for today, yesterday. And taking the consistency that we just preached just a moment ago and saying, God, I'm bringing him or her before you.
you know half of our prayers. I'm going to just say this, and, and I'm not saying that we don't have prayer warriors. I'm not saying that you don't pray, but let's just be honest. We get guilty of these things, and you know that I'm being honest tonight. We'll come to God with our problems and our problems only. We'll come to God with our selfish needs. And there's nothing wrong with you praying. Aren't you glad that if you got a kid in here today, I, I, I can only imagine what it'd be like just to know that they come to you with a want and nothing like when you can fulfill that, that want or need in their life. I thank God, I believe God uh, loves when we come to Him with our burdens and when he, we come to Him with our, our wants or our needs, our desires. I believe God loves that. But if that is the only makeup of, or that, if that is the only thing that makes up your prayer life, you are missing out. Have you ever thought that somebody in your life needs to be prayed for? There's somebody lost that needs to be prayed for, that are on their way to hell right now, and, and if you would just consistently pray for them and believe that God can save them, there's no telling what God would do with them prayers. I understand that God wants to save people whether you pray for them or not, but I do believe that there's power in prayer, and a lot of times we, we find that there's people in our lives that don't get saved because nobody's been praying for them. I believe that. It would help your prayer life if you'd say, God, if you'd, if you'd just for just a moment say, Lord, I don't want to come to you about me right now. Lord, there's somebody that I want to pray for and I want to see them get saved. Oh my goodness. And you just pray and you pray and then you know what? You watch God save them. I give you a shout. That's better than any drug this world can offer. That's better than anything that this world can offer. There's not a greater joy knowing that God heard your prayer and you came to God and you trusted that God would work in that person's heart. I know what they've got the choice to make themselves, but God, you prayed God that He would convict them and then God convicts them and then you watch them come to an altar and get saved and then you can't help but shout a little bit because you knew that God answered your prayer. And you'll come to Him more. And you'll be a little less about you. I get it. Jesus said, Lord, He said, Lord, let this cup pass from me. But if you keep on reading... He said, but if not, let thine will be done. I know I'm paraphrasing. There's nothing wrong about praying for yourself, praying for your needs. Nobody's going to pray for them like you can. Right? Have you tried being considerate to pray for sinners, but not only sinners, but saints? When's the last time you prayed for somebody in here? I mean genuinely prayed for somebody in here. You know what would solve half of our, and I'm not speaking for the ch our church, I thank God, but it could happen in our church. You know, you know what would solve half of these church splits that go on all through America? Is if people would learn to get over their pride and learn to get over their bitterness and learn to pray for individuals. You're not going to get along. Can I be honest with you? You're not going to get along with everybody in here. 
you know that? I would be, I would say this is very far-fetched, very far-fetched, but hypothetically, there may be somebody in here that may not like me. That's, that, uh, hypothetically, everybody likes me. You know what? You don't like me, pray for me. I don't like you, I can pray for you. God didn't say you like everybody. God didn't say you had to like everybody. He didn't say you have to like your brother in Christ. He said love. Love thy neighbor as thyself. You look to your right, that's your neighbor. You look to your left, that's your neighbor. The truth is you won't be bitter. You would rather put that brother down, that sister down. You'd rather be, you'd rather be bitter about it. That's the truth. You would rather be bitter. It makes you cringe thinking about praying for them. And you're not going to have no victory. You're, the thing is, that person doesn't even know. <laughs> They're just enjoying the Lord. You know, just thanking the Lord, praising the Lord in the service. And you're like, why are they so happy? And you think that they ought to be mad at you. And you think, and the truth is, you're the, the only person you're hurting is yourself. You're mad at somebody. Have you ever tried praying for them? Somebody do you wrong? Somebody do you wrong in church? You ever had that done? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not saying you had to go to church and be done, but you're around people. Have somebody do your wrong. Do something you don't like, something you didn't appreciate. Have you tried praying for them? Just talking about being considerate. You want to have a fresh prayer life, you're going to have to learn to be considerate. You're going to have to learn to get over your pride. You're going to have to get, learn to get over that bitterness and learn to pray and watch God give you victory. Watch God give you a heart for that person. And the truth is, you don't know, that person may be going through some things that you never dreamed of because they're not shouting and broadcasting everything that's going on in their personal life. And you're sitting over there mad at them because they are struggling with sin. They may be struggling with some family problems and you're mad at them and you're doing no good and you got no victory. And God could give you victory. God could use your prayers to, to strengthen the brother in Christ in your life. And, and half the time we won't because we'd rather be bitter about it. And don't know that they're just struggling. They're struggling. It'd be a good day if we'd learn to come into church. I'm not saying we don't. Don't misunderstand me. But it would be good if we'd learn to look. Instead of being so petty about things and saying, well, they did me wrong. And then tell ten other people about it. How about you take it to God and let God work that out? Consider it. Y'all okay? I don't want to have a problem with you. I don't want to have a problem where, where I lose my fellowship with the Lord and I lose that prayer life with the Lord. I don't want to, I don't want to forget about praying for sinners.
I'm going to say this, and I'm not going to hit this long, because I'm going to keep on going. Y'all okay? Be considerate and pray for sinners. Be considerate and pray for saints. Be considerate and pray for the Savior's will. You ever do that? You know what God wants in your life? That's why you quit praying. Because you know when you pray, God's going to start working or dealing with your heart about that again. And you just don't want to do it. I get it. There's things that I don't want to do. And I told you that verse like Jesus said. He said, but my Lord, thy will, thine will be done. You know, if you, if you just trust in Him, you know it's as easy as say. It should be easy to do. Because you're never going to be in good hands like God's hands. When I, when I was a kid, my uncle Steve would throw me in the pool. I, was, I'm, I had nightmares about that still. I, just, I mean, I, I was terrified. I hated pools. I was five, six years old. I hated pools. I hated water. I, I mean, I didn't even like taking showers in them days because my uncle, I mean, he, every time we'd go to his house, He'd go be on one side of the pool, and he'd be coming around. I'd go on the other side of the pool. I'd always be watching, making sure he's not around. I mean, out of nowhere, he'd pick me up and throw me in the water, and I would scream bloody murder. I mean, I would, I would be scared to death, and he threw me in the water all the time. I'd be hyperventilating, trying to swim. I'd be in shallow water, going crazy, <laughs> touching the bottom. I just, I just didn't like it. But one thing, I'm glad God doesn't do that to us. I'm not saying that's what God does to us. But one thing I am glad is I learned how to swim. And there may be things you don't like that God wants you to do, but you find, you'll find out that His will's better, and you'll find out that He's got some big things for you in your life if you just obey Him, and you'll never regret it. I've never heard, I've never heard of a person... Maybe you could tell me, somebody that said, man, I regret serving God. I regret saying yes to the Lord. I've never heard that. I'm about done. It's, if my watch, this is a self-wine watch, so I may have not done this right. But it says it's 707. Where's my phone? <laughs> it's 707. That means I got an hour left. <laughs> Y'all know me too good. I'm not a, I can't preach long. I just want to be fresh in my prayer life. We'll try these things. You'll find that God's got okra, He's got tomatoes, He's got watermelon, He's got all those things. You've been happy with the watermelon. You've been happy, but you're like, man, that watermelon sure is good. And then you didn't realize that God's got tomatoes. He's, I, I keep saying the same vegetable. I, I, my, my vegetable variety is just not there in my mind right now. 
I pulled out three things, and that's all I can think about, the vegetables. Squash. <laughs> Sorry, I said that so aggressively. <laughs> Tourette's. Squash, zucchini. <laughs> Amen. When you pray, be consistent. Don't quit. Don't quit. When you pray, be considerate. When you pray, learn to confess. I know I said it earlier, but that's why we have to come to God. We haven't prayed in six months because we haven't wanted to get things right. And we come to God, I mean, ready to explode like a dynamite. I mean, just... Just, and, and I thank God, I mean, I've done that. I thank God that I can do that. Aren't you glad you can confess your sins? And He's just and faithful to forgive us our sins. And it makes me not want to sin. Because I know He will forgive my sins. And I know my sins are bad. And I know my sins are what put Jesus on the cross at Calvary. My lying, my cheating, my, it's not just... The big sins that we think about, they're all sins. And it all, it was all what Jesus had to take to the cross of Calvary. And uh, I'm glad I can do that. But if you want to be fresh, I'm going to tell you something. You've got to learn to be honest. Learn to confess to Him your sins. Learn to be honest. Let God clean your heart. You want to have a clean heart, you're going to have to let God clean it. Y'all heard that illustration. I'll go ahead and give it to you. But the old man, he, he was reading his Bible. The grandson walked in. He said, Grandpa, I know y'all heard the story, but he said, Grandpa, he said, why are you always reading that Bible? And he said, well, he said, let me show you. He said, I want you to take this basket. I want you to go down to the creek. I want you to fill it up and bring it back to me. And he did. He filled it up in the creek, brought it back to his grandpa, but it was a basket, and it just leaked everywhere. And so he, he said, Grandpa, I wouldn't hold it. He said, what, is, what do you mean by this? He said, well, go do it again. And he did it about two or three times, make a long story short. He said, Grandpa, why do you keep on having me go down to the creek? I asked you a simple question. Why do you keep having me go down to the creek and filling up this basket that's going to be empty by the time I get to the house? He said, that's like reading the Bible. He said, I'm reading my Bible because it cleans my heart. I pray because it cleans my heart. And uh, that's a clean basket right there. Amen. And that's what I want. I want to have a clean heart. If you're going to have a clean heart, you're going to have to learn to confess to God things. You're going to have to be willing to come to God and be honest. He already knows. Why are you trying to hide it from him? God called a prophet out a year later to call out David with his sin and was very detailed. God will use messages. God will use his word. God will just use, his, use the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart and say, hey, you need to get that right. Confess. 
All right, I got one more and I'm done. I'm done. Y'all okay? I'll tell you this much. I'll let you come up here in just a second. I'm about done. Be considerate. Be consistent. Learn to confess. But when you pray, be confident. Psalm 27, 27 verse 3 says, In this will I be confident. When you pray, if you'll learn to be confident in God, you don't know what He'll do. Christian, why do you pray? Can I just ask you a personal question? Have you ever been low? Have you ever been in a low state? Whether it's physically, mentally, both, spiritually. And you don't know what to do. There's nobody that can help you. You know you're in a bind. And you pray. And you say, God, I need you to help me. And you pray like that over time and time. And then, and then you, you feel like you can tell that God's been giving you strength. And, and why do you keep on praying? Because you know that God, you say, in this will I be confident. I know I come to God because I know that one day, I don't know if it's going to be today. I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow. But I know that there's that blessed hope that one day God's going to come on the scene. And He's already moving. We just don't see it half the time. But if you learn to just come to Him in confidence, knowing that God has everything that you need, and you just hold on to that. Hey, that's what we do as Christians right now. I get it. We're living in dark times. We're living in wicked times. My goodness, you can't turn on the TV. You can't turn on the radio. You can't hardly work with people. I mean, people are just filthy. People are just wretched. And you know what? I was one of them. And by the grace of God, that's the only reason why I'm not as as, as used to be. But I mean, we live in some dark times. But aren't you glad that we have a blessed hope? Jesus died on the cross. He saved my soul by resurrecting three days later and I know that one day I'm going to heaven and he's going to come out of them clouds one day and I've got that blessed hope and so when I pray I can believe and bank on that and have all the confidence in the world that he is going to bring those things hallelujah I'm telling you one thing death would be a scary thing and I won't lie there's times that I get a little scared I'm like God don't kill me I'm not ready to go yet I'm just going to be honest with you I don't want to die Oliver B. Green he said he said some of you say I'm ready to go he said but you will go to the hospital first time you have a hiccup it's the first time you have a little burp you'll go to the hospital because you don't want to die that's the truth ain't nobody wanting to die I don't want to die, but I want to tell you something. If I do go, I know I have confidence in the Lord. I know if I go, I'm going to see Him. Hallelujah. Thank God. So when I come and pray, I can believe. I can have confidence. You can come on up now. Come on up. You want to be fresh in prayer, in your prayer life? Be consistent. Consider others. Consider the Savior. Confess. Be confident. Let's all stand tonight.